0: Welcome, 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 welcome back to On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Wednesday to you. It's Wednesday December the second. I was about to say November the second. You know, the crazy thing is I, I would've s I swore that today was the Tuesday. I woke up this morning thinking the day was Tuesday. And something just hit me like, uh, you can't say Tuesday. But, you know, for you guys, if you're new, this is the Locked On 76ers podcast. I'm, as I said, I'm Keith Pompey. Um, I'm the host of this podcast. I am also the beat, the 76ers beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer. I am entering my eighth season with the team. Um, so, you know, when you get this podcast, it's going to be the only podcast it comes to you three to five days a week in the off season and five days a week at least during the season. You can also go to inquire.com and read my stuff in the sixer section. And if you live in the Philadelphia area, um, you can go and get my stuff at in the Philadelphia Inquirer and also in the Philadelphia Daily News. Now this morning... When I woke up, initially, I just wanted to talk about some things that Doc Rivers said about the basketball team. You know, Doc Rivers is the 76ers' new coach. As we know, Doc Rivers has been um, outspoken about human rights um, and a lot of other things. Um, Great to hear, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, I really like listening to him when he talks, you know, um, But he was asked a question yesterday, and he gave an answer. And, uh, you know, it wasn't like he came out and said, hey, I want to talk about this. No. Somebody asked him a question, he gave an answer. And I got up this morning, the first thing I did, told me today is go check my email, right? So I checked my email, and, you know, there's some negativity, so to speak. You know, people complaining about Doc and and complaining about, you know, quote unquote, rich black athletes getting paid and worrying about other stuff. And, and people saying the N-word and, you know, this and that and black people this and black people that. And uh, I'm not going to say it upsetting. I'm going to say that sometimes I get used to ignorance. I get used to ignorance (laughs) and that's what it is and it's funny to me how a guy is asked a question by a reporter and he answers the question from the reporter and I don't want to bring race into it but it was a question that he was asked from a white reporter and then all of a sudden Doc Rivers is being criticized for asking that question. And to me, it it doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, when I look at stuff like that, I believe we still have a a long way to go. I also look at it as if some of these people sending these emails, I wonder if they're jealous. I wonder if they're sitting back and they're saying to themselves, like, how come he's making money? How come he's coaching? I don't want to, you know, you know what? I mean, seriously, like when you think about that, you're asking yourself, what is it that this guy has done to you? I mean, you can't like speak to his life experiences. You don't know. You don't know anything about him. I mean, you really don't. All you see is, yeah, you can say he was a basketball player. He's a coach, been a coach for 20-something years. But none of us know what it's like when he walks away from the arena. Now, I'm like, this is the question that was asked him. Crafting racial harmony. Racial harmony was an obvious talking point inside the NBA bubble. A lot of that was fueled by the election. How do you hope that this continues to manifest across the league going forward? Now again, crafting racial harmony, bringing us all together. So what Doc said, well, we got to hold people accountable For some of the promises that were made. That's number one. But I also think it's really important that we stay engaged. He says, you know it takes a village not just to raise a child, but to get things done. It takes a community to get things done. So just because in some cases the election went our way, we can't forget that 70 million people voted the other side as well. And so we have a country that is extremely divided, and that's okay. We got to try to unify this country and still get some of the social things done that are at the most important things. Again, I don't even use the word social justice. I use the word human rights. There are some things that just shouldn't happen because of the color of your skin. That's just a human right issue. So we have to keep our eye on the ball. We have to stay engaged. The players have to stay engaged. We can't be we can't be, as I told a couple of our players today, Millie Vanilli. We can't be one hit wonders that aren't true. We have to stay with it and then follow through. That's what he said. And I agree 100% with him. I mean, if you guys remember, you know, there was a lot of things that came out of the stuff inside the bubble. We know that there was a boycott. It, was, it led to no games the next couple of days. And then all of a sudden, you know, they uh, heck, the latest, the players, select players, went over and and, and spoke to the Pope. I believe it was last week or the week before that. But there's different committees. You know, ownership is getting involved with stuff. There were voting polls and and arenas. Um, There was a lot of things that happened. And what he said is we have to continue. Now, what he also said is he talked about being united, coming together as one. Right. Well, that's some emails. And, you know, one guy says, what the hell is Rivers talking about? The NBA is a league of black millionaires and is a league run by the players. There are black coaches and Michael Jordan owns a team. Rivers should worry more about winning a championship. If he wants to be concerned about social justice, then a great place to start will be trying to do something about young black men in Philadelphia killing each other. About the uh, deteriorating school building where black children are being educated and teaching young blacks that fathering a child is a responsibility. But none of these leads lends themselves to a printable but picked up by the media. Now this guy's name was Dan Middle Middleman. And um the thing is, so Doc Rivers is a father to his children. I'm a father to my child. Um that's a responsibility that we both cherish. Um the league is the NBA is a league of black millionaires. There's a league run by the players. There are black coaches and Michael Jordan owns the team. So what this guy is saying is that, I mean, I'm assuming that everyone should be happy because there's black players in the league and they make millions of dollars and they have a black owner. So outside of that, you can't speak to other things. And, how do you know that Doc Rivers doesn't talk about all the other things in regards to, you know, what's happening in the inner cities and, and, and doing things like that? So basically you assumed and it seems like you came out and said that it to me, it seems as if this was about saying, hey, you're paid. Shut up. We don't want to hear you talking about things because you're black and you're a millionaire. You're a black coach. Michael Jordan owns a team. I don't know, dude. That is not a good look. It's not. You know, I mean, I got a lot of emails. Believe me. I got another one. When the guy says, I enjoy your articles. Um, But. If Doc Rivers really wanted to push for equality, he would eliminate and reframe his players from using the N-word on the court and practicing in the locker room. He would have banned all the offensive, explicit rap music from the locker room. You know, I mean, my thing is, how do you know what he does in the locker room? Right. And this guy went on and said the N-word. Now, again, he didn't, he wrote N-word. He didn't write, you know, what it, the written word. But he wrote it one, two, three, four, five, six, wow, six, seven, eight. He wrote it eight times and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He wrote it eight times in eight and an eight paragraph email. And these weren't like long paragraphs. Like these paragraphs were like probably two to three sentences. Right? So, come on, bruh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come on. We're talking about a guy who was asked a question. And you guys don't want this man to speak. You want him to forget who he is. You want to forget him to fight what he believes is true. And again, it wasn't like he walked up to the mic and said, look, this is what I have to say. He was asked a question. Asked a question. And y'all are like going crazy. Now, again, I'm sorry. You know, I've been a little long-winded with this y'all. I'm typically... Normally, you know, we, you know, take a break and, and talk about different segments in the podcast. But this was something that really struck me this morning when I woke up and I felt like I had to address it, you know. But. Oh, man. I mean, y'all messed me up to the point. I didn't even have my built Bar yet this morning. And for y'all who know me, you know, I eat my built Bar, a protein bar because I love my chocolate. I'm getting back into the gym, but I but I still feel good in the mornings when I get my built bar. So as soon as this podcast is over, I'm gonna go get my get my sneakers, put my sneakers on. I'm gonna walk in the kitchen, and I'm gonna get a builtbar.com, and then I'm heading to the gym. I'm getting a built bar. I said a builtbar.com. I'm getting a built bar and I'm heading to the gym, and you can get a built bar too. By logging on to builtbar.com and using the promo code locked on and getting a percentage off of your next purchase. You know, now, if you want to subscribe to this podcast, you could go to anywhere that you subscribe to a podcast at and just do it there, get it there. Not only this podcast, but locked on. Um, any podcast from the Locked On Network. Also, if you want to follow me on Twitter, um, my my, um, my you can follow me at Pompeii on Sixers. And I got the same um, handle on uh, Instagram at Pompeii on Sixers. So, yeah, you can do that. And as I said, you know, make sure that you pick up the Philadelphia Inquirer or Inquirer.com. Especially the article that I just spoke about, spoke of. Um, you can read that this morning or this afternoon, what have you, in the paper. But, you know, there were some other things that Doc talked about. You know, one thing was this upcoming season. You know, I kind of feel sorry for him. I mean, again, I know some people, why are you going to feel sorry for him, Right. Here's a guy who's making a lot of money. Here's a guy who's been extremely successful. But the, this is a tough spot for him to be in with the pandemic, um, at least initially. And what I mean by that is, like, you know, yeah, training camp started yesterday, but it really didn't start. Like, you can only have four guys in the building at, the, at one time, four coaches. They can only do individual stuff. And when you think about that, it's like they got four, you know, courts so like hey four people not four courts four baskets they have actually have a couple more but you know what i mean like they got two regulation courts in there and you think about the baskets this and that so you have guys working out you know at different um baskets so we're talking about a team that returned seven players from 17 last year because you got 15 players and and two uh two-way players, 15 regular players and two two-way players, so that's what you have, and in addition to that, it's like, all you bring back is seven, in addition to that, it's one of those things where, um, you have a new, new coach, a new coaching staff, they have yet to put in their stuff, this year's all about simplifying, simplifying things, right, not only that, Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson, the two guys they acquired in the trade for OKC, they won't show up until the 8th next Tuesday. That's when the trade becomes final. So you look at it and you're saying to yourself like, wow, look at Boston. Look at Miami. Look at Milwaukee. I mean, Toronto, like these are teams that basically have, for the most part, key pieces in place. Right? Now, you could say Toronto lost, you know, Serge and Marcus Gasol. But, you know, for the most part, they have key pieces in place. Now, you can say, okay, the Sixers bring back Tobias. They bring back um, Ben. They bring back Joel. But now they change their whole, like, system. They got shooters around these guys. You know, guys got to work with Ben. They got to work with Joel. They got to work with Tobias. So, you know, they're behind a little bit. And something else he pointed out, it's like, yeah, they have to be careful. I mean, especially right now with me being, you know, a part of the media, you know, we're, we're figuring out, like, going on the road. Like, how is that going to work? You know? Well, he's figuring out how to make best way to keep guys healthy, keep them safe. I mean, if you think about it, and it makes a lot of sense. In the NFL, you have what fifty-something guys on the roster, right? So if you lose four guys, three, four guys, you know you can still play the game for the most part. Or, or you know, you miss some other people. In the NBA, if you lose three, four guys, especially if one or two of them are key guys, that get, you know they could you can miss like eight games and and uh and like you know over that over that. Span, over a 10, 14-day span. And with that, you think about it. you basically going to be out of the playoffs. So, yeah. I mean, I see where he's coming from, and I feel the same way. But, um, you know, it's just going to be – they're going to they're gonna have to learn a lot of things on the fly this year. They really are. Like, typically, you know, uh, you'll have the season ends. And then you'll have the draft. And then you have summer league. And then you have like a couple break, month break off. And players are, you know, basically getting in shape. And guys get together. They come in the arena, have open runs. It was none of that this year with the Sixers. It just wasn't. I mean, because it was so quick. You know, new faces, new trade, made trades. So that even the guys, if you were going to be out there getting an the open run with, you know, these guys are traded to other teams. So, it's just different. You know, um, but I I am looking forward to seeing what the Sixers could do this year. I'm looking forward to seeing how everything works out. I'm looking forward to seeing how Doc Rivers gets Tobias Harris involved. You guys know that. I've been saying that for a while, you know. And, you know, my thing is, I don't mean to put people on blast on podcast, I don't mean to do this, but I hate it when people attack a black coach or a black player for speaking out, and they always say, um, but you're making a lot of money. You're in a league where people are making millions, and you should be happy with that. I mean, to me, it's kind of like, you know, you shouldn't care about where you came from or it's also like, I don't know, it comes across like a little jealous a little bit. It does. Because, you know, I did stories on Steve Clipper, who's the Orlando Magic coach. And he said things like that. Oh, my God. And it wasn't even where he was asked the question. He just came out when we were at a press conference in Orlando. And he just came out and said it. Like, look, bang, this is what it is. And people were saying how woke he was, how uninformed he was. No one said, what are you talking about? You coach a league where there's predominantly black players. You have black millionaires. You used to be um, uh, employed by Michael Jordan. No. So why is there a double standard when the person who says it is black? Why? I mean, we have to ask ourselves that question. I mean, why does it offend you so much when a black person tries to pull back and talk about equality? That's all he said. What Doc Rivers said was, let's bring this country together. Human rights issues. And he is a part of the social justice coalition. He does go out and speak. He does a lot of different things. So he is a guy who is about action. But yet and still you want to criticize him because someone asked him a question. Come on now. Come on now. Hey, I want to thank you all for listening. And have a great, great day.